I'm so nervous. I mean, I have performed live before. Well, I'm sure you're gonna be great. Maybe it's because I'm singing with Craig. Okay, um, well, hold still and close your eyes. Well, I guess you just have to separate yourself from him. What do you mean? Well, you know, your emotions. They seem to be getting in the way. Just let them go. That's a pretty bracelet. Where'd you get it? It's just a guy. You know, a guy I've been dating a while. Really? Who? Just a guy. Was it Craig? Ashley, I'm sorry. He didn't want me to say anything because he knew you'd be upset about him moving on so quickly. Moving on? We're still together! Welcome to All About Degrassi, the show where love actually is all around. What? What is that from? Love actually? What is that? What? I don't... <laughs> I hate Christmas. Can I just say? I hate uh, Christmas. Uh, I don't watch that shit. <laughs> I'm Evan Goodrich. I'm Nick Sahoya. Uh, and today we are talking- I'd say bah humbug, but that's too pro-Christmas because it's a reference to a, a Christmas thing. I love a Christmas so carol. So I say it. Which is referenced in this The only episode. good Christmas thing ever created is the Muppet Christmas Carol. I have nothing else to say on the matter. I love Muppet Christmas Carol. It's actually really good, It's, right? I, it's my favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> it's really Here, good. It's, it's certainly the I really like the singing vegetables at the beginning. They're fun. <laughs> <laughs> if he became a flavor, you could bet he would be sour. I like when um, Beaker gives uh, Scrooge the finger. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> He goes like, wee, wee, wee. <laughs> and he only has three fingers, but he's only he's holding up the middle. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I think it was like a little in joke for the adults. Um, I love Muppets Carol, but I wish we could do a, a podcast about that instead. If <laughs> I'm going to do anything I can to not talk about this episode, if if we were to cast the Muppets as some of these Degrassi characters, like. Is Kermit Craig? I'm Evan Goodrich. I'm Nick Sahoya. We already said our names. Wait, did we say that? I think. Okay. So uh, don't avoid the question. Craig is Kermit? Uh, well, who's the human of this? Oh, who's, that's who's, true. You know, like Ar that's Archie. always the, you know. Oh. Yeah. Oh, everyone the, else is Muppets. All the kids are except Muppets. Except for Snake. Yeah. <laughs> Caitlin and Joey Muppets. Yeah. Well, Caitlin and Joey are obviously Kermit and Miss Piggy. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Okay. Well, then I guess that means, like, Craig has to be Gonzo? I don't know. I don't know. There's there's never enough female Muppets. Is That's true. the issue. The Muppets do not pass the Bechdel test ever. I've heard the old men who are the Muppets are misogynists. I think I told you this recently. The old men? The, the because it's the same Saul guy. and Waldorf? Or? No, no. Like the actual old men who pilot the Muppets. Oh. It's been the same one since, like, the 70s. So oh. they all have very backwards views. Well, you know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, today we are talking about season three, a two-parter, episodes 11 and 12, and it is titled Holiday, named after the song by Madonna. It's lovely. This is my favorite Madonna song. Really? Yeah. I Your listened. favorite? Yes, I would say so. My favorite Madonna album is her first self-titled album. It's like God tier. Everything else is like very hit or miss for me. 
She has eras I like, you know. But I'm definitely a, like a prayer stand, personally. Like a prayer's good. Look, don't get me wrong. It's a great song. I think that first album is perfect, and I think this is the best song on it. And uh, Sergio loves it as well, and it was it was very much a song that we listened to when we first started dating. Oh. And we I was also listening to it a lot in COVID because if you listen to it, it's like we we it would be so nice, you know. Oh yeah, wouldn't to it get be away nice from all this to be together? Yes. <laughs> For a holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great song terrible episode <laughs> uh well this uh episode was originally named after the song do they know it's christmas hey, you should not call it that <laughs> <laughs> which uh dodged a bullet that's a fucking colonialist anthem right <laughs> uh so it's the the you know uh ethiopian you know charity single which we you know we had a few of those i know but that's, of those. that's what makes it colonialist right not that like hey these people need our help yeah do they know it's christmas after all it's like yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah, I they agree. don't fucking care that it's Christmas. Guess what? <laughs> they got fucking real problems. I hate Christmas. <laughs> you hate Christmas? I also really resent having to talk about it. What month are we in right now? Uh, yeah, in we're it, celebrating Christmas in June, not July. It's it's Pride Month, and I'm being forced to talk about Christmas. I love Christmas. I hate Christmas. Why do you hate Christmas? Terrible. <laughs> Why? A lot of trauma. <laughs> trauma? Yeah. What kind of trauma? Uh, first of all, uh, before I got married, I had three serious relationships at various points in my life. All three ended on Christmas. On Christmas? On or around Christmas, yes. Oh, no. Um, including the middle one, which was the cult one, which also coincided with my grandma's death. So it's mm. a bad time. <laughs> mm. It's a very bad time. Mm. I'm sorry. Okay. I love Christmas. <laughs> I hate it. And in fact, I want to bring you down. <laughs> uh, I want I want to make you hate it. It's I want impossible. To, much like a, a Sith Lord, I'm going <laughs> to you're going to turn nurture the, the hate inside you. I don't think it's possible. My I have too much like my family is they are Christmas fiends basically. They love Christmas. And I, I like I'm a, I don't know. I'm a fairly cynical person in some regards, but not when it comes to Christmas. Oh no. Uh so you cannot dampen my spirits. I'm going. The to... Christmas spirit lives through me. I'm gonna. I don't know. I guess. I guess I don't actually. I'm really the. Either. I'm really the. Uh, Bob to your. Um, Mr. Scrooge, aren't I? Bob oh, Cratchit. Cratchit. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, you're bahumbugging over here. I know, I'm but I'm not like. Gonna, I'm not gonna Christmas, have an, Mr. Scrooge. I'm not gonna have an arc because guess what? Ghosts aren't real. Christ wasn't real. This is all a capitalist ploy. I'm angry. Let's continue. So, this is, um, just, I wanted to note, this is one of the rare Degrassi episodes where it's, like, visibly winter. Yes, actually. Which is funny, because I assume there's gotta be, like, snow on the ground in, Tor in Toronto for, like, at least a Three quarter of the, the year, year yeah. right? Like, or, or, you know, a third of the year. So, it's just funny that, like, this is one of the rare Degrassi episodes where, like, actually, it, it the, the weather changes. It's not just, you know, <laughs> like, ambiguously summer slash spring slash fall all year long. You know what's the other thing I hate about this? I think this is the episode that I've seen the most times. Really? And you know why? Because guess what? November fucking 23rd, they just start airing this episode on the end like three times oh, a day. Oh, <laughs> I see. And sometimes there's nothing else on. So I watch this shitty wannabe love actually bullshit with Caitlin Ryan being <laughs> the least likable person on the planet. 
I'm gonna have a bad time this episode, Evan. You can't make so me have a good I, time. Okay, so I've I have not been exposed <laughs> to this episode very often. So I've seen it is, so many times. This is maybe the second time I've seen it. It felt like I was having like a, an acid flashback when I watched this again. It was just it was flashing back to a, a bad trip. Uh, so okay, so I didn't. So I remember this episode because I, I watched it the first time. I'm pretty sure I just watched it on TV, like. Like, you know, most people. Mm-hmm. And I remember it opened with a snowball fight happening between Wait, Ashley what? and Craig. <gasps> and this, no. this, But if you watch this on Max, or if you watch it, <gasps> if you watch it on the DVD, if, you know, if you watched it on the DVD back in the day, this scene is, like, not in I remember those this. versions. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, oh, I remember there being, like, a playful snowball fight. Uh, but apparently this scene is only in the broadcast version, so oh. the version we watch and the version you can probably readily watch, oh. um, you know, at home is, uh, not, does not have that scene. Is it because it was aired with, like, limited commercial interruption because it was a special episode? Is it a, uh, pilot situation where the pilot was also a TV movie? Maybe this was cut down from a TV movie? I don't know, because it was longer in the, in the... I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they're... Because it did air in the broadcast. If you're a line so producer cut. for Degrassi Season 3 and you know what's going on here, send us an email to the All About Degrassi Instagram. Uh, I don't know. I feel like this episode suffers for not having it just because it's a nice little intimate moment between Ashley and Craig, which we don't really get many of this episode. We don't get many of ever. Well, it's weird. <laughs> we see is... them be happy together like twice and then all of this Manny stuff starts going down. Yeah, and I just feel like, again, that would have made... So, okay, so obviously this is an episode about uh, our our very infamous love triangle this season. Joey, Caitlin, and Sydney. Oh, God. No, the other one. That's that's the more, I guess that's the more infamous one. Um, I can't wait to not want to talk about so, it. So, <laughs> the episode opens with the Jeremiah family putting up a Christmas tree along with Ashley and Caitlin, and the Simpson-Nelsa clan are also there as well. Uh, and Sydney, being the big buzzkill this episode sets up to be, is like, maybe rotate the tree a bit so it looks better. And we're like, God, what a nag. What, what a horrible request. <laughs> and by the way, what effort it would take <laughs> to rotate this small the nerve, Christmas tree, what, five degrees? The nerve of her to want to, you know, have a nice looking Christmas tree. What a rude, awful woman. So then the phone rings and Craig answers it and it's Manny who's like, by the way, don't call the house, Manny. What the fuck? I know. be another woman. Terrible mistress skills here. <laughs> Not good at being clandestine at all. Send a fucking email. It's the 21st century. Yeah. So she calls and she's like, I miss you so much. And he's like, you know, trying to keep a low profile. So he's like, uh, Spinner, oh, we'll talk later. Oh, Spinner. Yeah. You know, Spinner, how I'm always saying your first name when we're on the phone together, Spinner. Bye, Spinner. Bye, Spinner. I love you. Oh, I mean, uh, bye, Spinner. Oh, hello, Gavin Spinner Mason. Um, Yeah, so this very quickly sets up the dynamic for this episode in a very short scene. Uh, meanwhile, Scrooge McCaitlin, uh, that, that's you, baby. That, that's you, Scrooge. Um, I'm disassociating. <laughs> so Scrooge McCaitlin plans to spend her Christmas alone at a spa in Montreal, which honestly... By the way, sounds great. Sounds nice. There are worse ways to spend Christmas. Why are they Christmas. taking this from her? Why are they telling her this is wrong? I mean, I guess she doesn't want it. So it's like... She does! No, she's, I don't think she does. Well, what she wants to do is go on this assignment, but we'll get to that later, I guess. Uh, so Joey's like, you can't spend Christmas alone. And Caitlin's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. It's totally fine. I bu- I'm fine. <laughs> she's... A, it's Okay, so it's impossible to get a read on her because she's a poorly written character. 
I believe that until... She just is so impulsive. I truly believe at this moment that she's not planning to insert herself into Joey's life yet. <laughs> I think mm. that just happens on a whim. She destroys this household on a whim. I hate <laughs> this episode. Uh, I, uh, I, okay, we, we'll get into it. Oh so, okay, so then everyone toasts to Sydney and Joey, and Caitlin just looks on in despondent agony as she's, you know, alone. And then the next day, Angela has some sort of ice skating performance pageant <laughs> thing that she's a part of. a lot of extras, I want to say. Yeah, this is a big production of an episode. And then, Do you think that they um, contracted many uh, extras who could skate, or do you think they just inserted Angela, the actor who plays Angela, into the middle of like an existing children's skate pageant, you know? I don't know. Because it seemed I like would, a lot. I would say they probably just got people to put on this performance. It was pretty elaborate. Yeah, it was. <laughs> there was sets and stuff. I don't know. I'm sure the Canadian government, you know, yeah. shipped oh, in. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, they, they literally do it for this show. That's true. Um, so the next and day. You know what? Money well spent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So Sydney has even made Angela a dress for this event. Um, and Angela's reaction is like, wow, it's beautiful. Which, like, I know is supposed to be sincere, but it, can't, it reads as she's like, it sounds shady coming Look, out of Angela's Angela, mouth. Angela, you're a bad actor. I'll say it. <laughs> She's like four. You <laughs> suck in this. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're not conveying the proper emotions. You have to have a mental objective, Angela. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> you need to know your character's backstory inside and out. You need to know that this dress <laughs> is the most beautiful dress you've ever seen. If you cannot snap into character, you need to be method on set, Angela. Take your job seriously. <laughs> Uh, but Joey's sad that Sydney can't make it to Angela's performance because of a work commitment. And, like, I don't know. This is supposed to plant, like, the seeds of, like, uh-oh, trouble in paradise between Joey and Sydney. But it's, like, I don't know. It seems, like, pretty weak conflict to me. They don't even live together yet. They, they have don't separate even, lives. They don't even live together. It's a work commitment. And also, like, Sydney's, like... And Angela seems totally unbothered by this. Angela's not bothered. It's Angela's just happy to wear the dress that... The Sydney, Sydney made, made for her. Yeah, and Sydney's like, I'm gonna take her Christmas shopping. It's fine. Like, it's it's all good in the neighborhood. Uh, and then we get to the performance, and it's like, um, I don't know. How would you describe this performance? The the ice skating. Yeah. Um, it's sort of like Angela doesn't actually know how to skate, so everyone's just like doing little circles around her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay, I want to describe. Okay, so like. Uh, we have like Tchaikovsky playing in the background. Yeah, this it's is, all Nutcracker. This, this is not the this is not the Nutcracker. They are not doing a production of the Nutcracker. Whatever, all this Christmas bullshit. Um, and then the kids are dressed. There are kids dressed as bears that are skating around. They're bears. And then yeah. there are adults dressed as elves. <laughs> okay. And then there are these kids. You think you would in... want the kids to be elves because they're short? But well, okay. and then there's these kids dressed in red that are circling Angela, who has like a star headpiece on. She yeah, she's like. A star. Yeah. Is she the star that Jesus followed? I mean, that would... <laughs> or I guess her, his parents. The star, yeah. I mean, that would make sense. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> that doesn't seem to be the narrative that's going on. No. So. But that's the only Christmas-related star there is. That's also, the only one I can think of. Also, Angela is, like, not giving face at all. No, she's no not face. serving. She's yeah. not doing... Give a moment, Mama. Not delivering. Um, although I do like that this episode finally remembers that Craig, like, had an interest in photography. They're like, oh, yeah, that camera. Pick it up. It's also very funny that he leaves during Angela's solo. Because <laughs> uh, Manny was... So, yeah, so... Uh, well, he's, because he sees Manny, but that's just... You're there just to take pictures of Angela, right? Like, get 
the pictures and then move. I mean, well, so Sydney can't make it to the performance, but then Caitlin shows up with her video camera and she's like, yeah, I can't wait. And also not recording. Dur- like, how long is Angela's solo? It seems like it's like three minutes long because I mean, everyone's having conversations. I mean, it. they seem to just be spinning there for a while. <laughs> so it seems like they've got time. Uh, so, yeah. And Manny is there who has like helped choreograph this wonderful performance. Which I kind of buy. No notes. No, I actually buy that. <laughs> I buy that she... It seems mediocre, exactly. I Yes, A, it seems mediocre. And by the way, I've taught kids choreography before. Not quite this young, but middle school. Mm-hmm. And you can only do so much. Yeah. <laughs> I really had to cut it back. They <laughs> they were not taking it seriously. No, kids kids don't do that often. Yeah, I had a breakdown on set. Oh, so God. No, I made that part up. <laughs> I was very professional. <laughs> Okay. I was paid well. We have to report you. Um, <laughs> and then when Craig sees Manny, he gets up to go see her leaving Caitlin and Joey together to have this like little moment of, you know, intimacy, I guess. I don't know. Barf. Joey's like, I can't believe Sydney's going to miss all this. And it's like, eh, I think she'll be okay. I think it's fine. <laughs> she can spin in a circle at home. Yeah. So Craig sees Manny, like not backstage, but they're in like the lobby of this, like, skating rink i guess um was it the lobby or is it like the green room i was pretty no it's the lobby there's like snacks and stuff oh, okay. um and then they like start making out but then spinner of all people yeah why is spinner here <laughs> he says so because kendra is like a part of this apparently oh okay yeah so spinner catches them because kendra is performing and i like spinner who's like wait why am i explaining myself in this moment <laughs> i just saw you making out with manny uh, and so, like, we cut to, like, post-Craig explaining his situation, and Spinner is, like, in awe of Craig's adultery. <laughs> this is pro- possibly the worst written scene in Degrassi history. Oh, really? Manny is like ice cream, but hot ice cream. Ice cream's not usually hot, but Manny's hot. Like ice cream, but hot. Yeah, like, Spinner's what? dumb. Yeah, it's Spinner's, terrible writing. Spinner's dumb. That's like the point. It's terrible writing. Uh, it's also out of character for Craig to be proud of himself in this moment. He has shame about it for the rest of the episode, but he makes a little joke about it. It's terrible writing. I'll well, stand I think, by it. No, I think it makes sense because here's the thing. He's with one of the guys and this no, guy. I still don't buy it. No, I buy it. Because he's alone with Spinner later when he's purchasing the gift and he is uh, exhibiting... Uh, signs of shame. He's not joking along with Spinner when he's buying the bracelet. Well, that's because <laughs> Spinner was being a dick in that. He's moment. being a dick now. No, he's like, you're a stud. Distinction without a difference. Nah, uh, 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 no. In this scene, he's like, oh, you're such a stud, I Craig. You're what an icon. Hashtag I, goals. I still think it's and bad so Craig, and he justifies. He also is like justifying Craig's behavior for Craig because obviously Craig is ashamed of his behavior and so when Spinner comes along to be like oh wow you, you this is actually iconic and great like because you know I mean for someone in your position you haven't committed to anyone yet so you have every right to try things out with both of them and honestly you know what I actually don't disagree with Spinner's ethos on the face of it divorced from context because like Sure. Dating around is a thing. Dating people do that a lot. Thing. Sure. Before they get serious and they want to, you know, test the waters with people. That's that, a normal thing. And this would be fine if yeah. Craig wasn't lying about it and everyone was on the level. I think every, the other thing that I hate about this episode is I hate television when all of the conflict is just because people are not communicating. And I get that 
it's supposed to be this like web of lies that's falling apart. Is that what it is? And people are not communicating. I think it's people communicating. It's just that they're he's lying. That's not the same as not communicating. He is not communicating his desire for a polyamorous situation <laughs> because that's clearly what Craig needs in order to feel. Well, he doesn't have the vocabulary for that. I know, and that's why he needs to communicate. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> but my other thing is, please give him a copy of the Ethical Slut so he can yes, educate himself. He w- no, he really needs it. Uh, but no, the other thing I want to say is Craig's lying in this episode is so. Trumpian in the sense that he is simply he's telling a lie that will get him to the end of the interaction. No, we'll get to it. And then he does no follow-up work. Well, we'll get to it. And then tells a contradictory lie to the next person. It's so crazy. Okay, okay, we'll get to it. I Um, hate it. So, I don't know. I thought this scene was actually good because I'm like, okay, this actually makes sense for like dude bro logic to support their, you know, Craig's adulterous ways. Like, I think it checks out. Fine. This means good. I just You're wrong. I don't like the dialogue. That's needed good. a dialogue pass. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, Joey and Caitlin are back at his place, and they're like having a little moment when Joey burns himself. Uh, when and then you know Caitlin's like trying to tend to his. That's burn. how I met Sergio. <laughs> <laughs> he set his hand on fire, <laughs> and you were there. Yeah, I was there to nurture him. Yeah. <laughs> you were there with the the aloe gel. Yeah. You're like I got you. <laughs> Um, so I always carry yellow gel around. <laughs> and it worked. Uh, and then in walks Sydney. And Caitlin's like, oh, put your hand under cold water. And Sydney's like, actually, hot water is better because it's homeopathic. I want to talk about this. I had to oh, look it's bullshit? Up, oh, of course. I had to look up what a homeopathic was. Because I guess I didn't know. <laughs> it's just a buzzword. I've like, heard. yeah, yeah. Like cures like. Yeah. What it, yeah. So it's like, and, it, and that's what it, I discovered when i googled it is yeah it's like the cure is what fire yeah yeah fire cures yeah yeah fire yeah fire, fire against it's really fire. stupid no. um no it, no it is and it's not I guess scientific I, take, I guess i take it back i do want caitlin to break up this family no that's why i was like <laughs> no when this happened you know when sydney's talking about like homeopathy i was like oh yeah this is the woman who thought omega-3s would fight snakes cancer i cannot <laughs> let caitlin Take my spot in this family. I need to make sure Angela never gets vaccinated. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Even though isn't um, vaccines kind of homeopathy? Because it's like, ooh, here's the here's the Uh, virus. (laughs) uh, I don't know. I don't know. More research is needed, I think, before we make those statements. (laughs) Yeah, well, Nicki Minaj is doing some research about it, so we can ask her about it. Uh, She's been researching it for a while, haven't heard any updates. But So Craig comes home to find Manny in the garage, which is weird, because it's like, how did Manny get in there without Joey noticing? I think she has a little dog door in the back. <laughs> she just gets all four yeah. things all through. Yeah. <laughs> to make her feel dirty. Yeah. <laughs> so Manny gifts Craig with a scarf she made, presumably with love in every stitch um this is, this is she sweet. like crocheted it probably yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. uh and manny tells him that what she wants for christmas is for him to dump ashley because <laughs> she's been patient and she's waited two whole episodes now all i want for christmas is for you to call your girlfriend it's and someone mash yeah, up yeah. those songs yeah yeah and that's the plot of this episode <laughs> 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 um so yeah i mean i don't know it's two whole episodes it's gotta be like two, a couple weeks right I guess so. Yeah, it, it does seem like this takes place over the entire Christmas break. Yeah. Do you think? Well, like, so, like, she's... Oh, but they're still in school. No, but now. they, like, they started hooking up 
two episodes ago. So it's like, that's been Oh, like, I see. Since yeah. the last time. Yeah. So it's been like, I guess like a month maybe of them on the DL. A few weeks. When did they hook up for the second time? At, after the rape. Oh, that was the second time. Yeah. Okay. And that's when they, they yes. that's when they started their official like deliance. Okay, I buy this time frame then. Yeah, like two or three weeks. I think they've been on the deal. Yeah. So, which you know, it's a lot of time in a teenager's life. So. Yeah, that's a lot like of that. fucking. That's a lot of fucking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Craig's like, I can't make that choice. To which Manny responds, "I think, think you just, you just did. did," which is very cunty. Yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> love that. Yeah, uh, that was a good line. Uh, See, Steele, I can give compliments. Cassie's still very good in this episode. She's great. Always um, Meanwhile, Sydney drops a poinsettia off at Caitlin's office, and Caitlin is very bemused by this. Weird behavior, yes. I mean, it is a very passive-aggressive gesture. Here, have a poisonous flower. <laughs> I, I like poinsettias. They're pretty. And kill your cat. <laughs> they do? They're poisonous. Well, do cats eat poinsettias? They eat a, they eat a bunch of stuff. I don't know. My mom, <laughs> no, they're not. Dogs eat a lot of stuff. Let's talk about this scene in the office. Okay, so then Caitlin's hot boss stops by and Sydney's is like, hot. and Sydney's like, yeah, he is hot. Uh, and Sydney's like, oh, I candy. And Caitlin's like, yeah, well, he's my boss and he's gay and I don't date guys in the biz. So, and then Sydney asks, who do you date? Which is a weird question to ask, but okay. And Caitlin, well, she's obviously trying to be like. You right. obviously she's, date people not named Joey, right? She's, play, she's playing chess. <laughs> yes. And Caitlin's like, oh. And Caitlin, as always, yes. is playing checkers and doesn't have enough pieces. <laughs> well, she's like, Caitlin's like, oh, I only date, you know, real world guys like carpenters, mechanics, used car salesmen. <laughs> <laughs> well, she did uh, call back to the director that we met in the pilot. Episode. Right. That's why she doesn't date guys in the biz. Because the director ruined The it. director ruined guys in the biz for her. Ugh. Um, no, Justin throw one of you. Yeah. So Sydney is like very clearly threatened by this whole encounter, but then she asks Caitlin to babysit for them so she and Joey can have go to a work party and mm-hmm. have the evening to themselves. By and, the way, get a different babysitter. You're stupid. Stop inviting her over to your house and then getting mad that she's there. That is weird. Yeah. Again, she's playing some weird like five dimensional chess she's here. Having a psychosexual game. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like hand that rocks the cradle, but in reverse. It's like. You will take care of my child, <laughs> even if you don't want to. <laughs> so then it's school in... Okay, so I thought this was English class, but Miss Kwan is not the teacher. It's some other lady who we've never seen before and has no lines. Well, it's drama class. Is it drama class? Well, they're reading a play. But uh, Miss Kwan's also kind of in charge of drama because when they do their... That's what their I'm theater saying. Stuff, but it's not Miss Kwan. Oh, who is it? It's some random lady. Oh, then I don't know. That's Maybe Miss Kwan's on early vacation. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, uh... Did you like Drake's, uh... Oh, yeah. accent? <laughs> yeah, Jimmy is reading A Christmas Carol in a terrible Cockney it accent. so committed, though. He's, like, deep in this accent. Oh, oh, okay, do you remember, like, when you would, like read stuff like like in class like in high school and like you would all be having to like read stuff yeah. and you'd like be assigned roles or whatever and like do you remember people like really committing to a bit and then like maybe realizing like oh i can't actually commit to this bit and the whole time and then they just like go back <laughs> yes i do remember that and i just like the discomfort um yeah. <laughs> like am i really gonna do this bit the whole time yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so and then like so craig is in class also and he looks over see Ashley filing her nails that thing that Ashley's does a lot I guess I don't know you I know how like, girls are like I don't know it seems like oh like Ashley's like the vain shitty choice because she just <laughs> files her nail I don't know I'm not sure like what is supposed to be 
I guess, yeah, that's subtextually this. what's going um, on. <laughs> uh, but then he sees Manny walk past in the hallway. And, like, was Manny, like, spying in the hallway? Or was she, like... She was standing walk- there for hours. <laughs> I've been waiting for just hours. Just waiting for hours. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. She's, like... I think she's just walking past. But, I think so. But then it's weird. So Craig excuses himself from class. And he goes to stop Manny. But when he comes out, it's like she's coming out the different... Like, she's, like, coming to fix facing him. So it's like, was she turning around? I don't remember it well enough to the comment. Blocking was I'm weird. sure the staging was bad because it usually is bad. <laughs> it was <laughs> I, weird. I it was weird. I, I mean, I could be wrong, but it, it I don't have a clear like, enough picture, but that sounds like a mistake they would make. Yeah, there was something <laughs> odd about it. Um, and so then Manny confesses her love for him, and he says he loves her too, but Manny still wants him to make a choice, and Craig still can't bring himself to do it, so, yeah. Um, and then at Joey's, Caitlin and Angela are having fun with Play-Doh. They are making Play-Doh stuffs. Did you like Play-Doh growing up? I, you know, I like Play-Doh. I think certain toys stressed me out with their impermanence, and Play-Doh was mm. one of them. Because mm. if you get, like, if you get them mixed together and you can't separate them, if they dry out, you know? Right. So I would always feel like kind of a ticking time bomb, and I guess a sense of my own mortality whenever I played with Play-Doh. <laughs> but yeah, I liked it. I honestly had the same issue with play-doh so i was like oh i like it i liked making stuff but a i hated like well what am i like do i have to like crush my stuff now the, the stuff i yeah. took too much time to make and it's not like you i guess you could leave a play-doh creature just like out but and it's then it dries gonna, up it's right. gonna dry up yeah and... exactly and it's like i guess that's fine if you're like really proud of it but i know i was always just like you know again i was always faced with like this choice of like what do i do with my play-doh and it really got to me it's pretty upsetting uh, so Caitlin <laughs> lets Angela put on the dress that Sydney made for her, which will become relevant later on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Craig walks in and he asks Caitlin for advice. Can you as imagine we all, asking fucking as we all know for advice? Caitlin, the font of wisdom when it comes, when to, it comes dating. to love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, she does, to her credit, she does wryly admit she's like, I am no expert in matters of the heart. She's no expert in anything. I'm sorry. I guess she's an expert in like, the environment. She failed upwards in that job. Oh my God. <laughs> so Craig is like, well, like is wondering, like, shouldn't he be lucky to have Ashley? And Caitlin's like, Love isn't about luck. It's about being with the right person. What do you think about this advice? I think it's meaningless. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it's just... What yeah, like, you would have to get lucky to find the right person in some way, right? Like, it's just... there's. It's I a, guess. There's I guess, no actual difference in what... It's stupid. Well, I guess it's speaking to sort of like... You know, you could be like, wow, this person is really great, and I should just be so fortunate to have this person, but if it doesn't feel right, That's then... what she means, for sure. Right. I don't think that's actually what she said. I think that's what she means. No, I think that's what she said. Okay, I well, so. I think it's... Why don't you marry Caitlyn, Evan? Maybe I will. Good. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Can I come visit I, you in Canada? I mean, unless I'm a guy in the biz. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in the biz now, baby. I guess. Uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So apparently this, uh, you know, kind of weak advice, but whatever. Uh, this advice is enough to spark Craig into action. And so he goes to the ice skating rink and in a big romantic gesture, he walks onto the ice with no skates to tell Manny that she's the one for him and that he's going to break up with Ashley. First of all, I wrote down, don't run on the ice, don't run on the ice. <laughs> it I know, it's scary. Second of all, this line that he says, it's you, it's always been you is a line that I have written into basically any, like, sketch or, like, scene <laughs> that needs to end comedically with two characters getting together. 
I always write, it's you, it's always been you. It's always been you since last season. And I think I accidentally stole it from this, but then at a certain point, I realized that I had stolen it from this and it became an homage. Isn't it? It's like in something else too. It might be from something. It's always been... Oh, I mean, well, it's in Candyman, I think. What? <laughs> I think so. You've always been the Candyman? <laughs> no, like, it's, like, to uh, to Helen and Candyman, uh, when, you know, because, like, cause, like, Helen's, like, sort of, like, a reincarnation of, like, the, the, the daughter, the, the lady that he was with, oh, that the, he, like, okay. got, you know, killed for, he lynched for, you know? I've only seen it once, but yes. Oh, it's so good. Right. No, it's, the first one's amazing. The first one is yeah. so good. Um, anyway. I, I swear he said something like, it's always been Candyman, if you're listening... Come on the show. <laughs> Candyman, please. Don't say it any more times. Candyman. Candy, we don't have a mirror. Well, the There's one right there. Ah! <laughs> um, so this is a cute scene, I think. Uh, too bad Craig is a piece of shit. So I just, I literally wrote down Craig is very stupid. But then in the next scene, I wrote Manny is also very stupid. Well, not the next scene. because In a couple scenes. So Joey and Sydney come home to find Caitlin and Angela asleep on the couch. And then, like, Sydney gets on to Angela for getting the dress she made dirty. And Caitlin's like, don't be mad at her. And Sydney's like, I'm not mad at her. <laughs> Which is very pointed. You know, I'm starting to realize that Joey shouldn't date any of these women. These women should not be around children. Just be a single father. Yeah. You've got Craig. Yeah. <laughs> date Craig. No, no, don't date Craig. Please do not. Groom Craig. <laughs> no, please do not. I mean, he can babysit. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so Caitlin tries to leave, but then Joey goes after her and he tells her it's all good. And they have a little moment. And then Caitlin kisses Joey and he sort of kisses her back. It's a mutual kiss. Honestly. My eyes glazed over while they were kissing. I've seen this kiss probably 500 times. I hated it. Um, I don't know. What do you, like, do, do you, like, what, I don't know. I'm not sure, like, what is driving all these women crazy over Joey? Joey's the most elig eligible adult male on the show. I know, but, like, who's the competition of the other adult males? We got Snake and we got Mr. Radich. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Of course you would want to be. I guess. Joey. I guess. Um... Anyway, so then Caitlin like rushes off. Like, what about like, Falcone? <laughs> uh, yeah, come on, that's a man. That's a man. Yeah, call Falcone. Um, so Falcone's fucking Sheila. We all know that. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Caitlin rushes off, and Joey's just like dumbstruck by that uh, encounter. Mm -hmm. And then Craig turns up at Ashley's, and the writers still haven't forgotten that Toby is her stepbrother because Toby answers the door and wishes Craig a happy Hanukkah. Yeah. Uh, and then Craig tells Ashley he needs to talk to her. Uh, but first, she wants to give him a gift. But he gift. doesn't want to ruin her Hanukkah, so he doesn't bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, so she gives him a gift, and it's her grandfather's guitar. Well, the other part of this is I wanted to mention she's giving him the guitar because earlier in the episode he broke a guitar string. Right. And he said, oh, this crappy guitar. Right. Hey, that's not why guitar strings break. It's not because the guitar is crappy. Yeah, just get it. Because the string is worn yeah, out. Yeah, just get a new string. string. You don't need to get a whole new, new guitar. guitar. It's so stupid. Well, I think continue. she... I mean, I think she probably wanted to give him the guitar anyway, right? Sure. This is just I'm just saying I hate that they had that set up. We already know Craig likes guitars. Yeah, that was He doesn't a, have to ha break a yeah, string. Yeah, exactly. We don't need him to... Yeah, that was a very silly scene. I even stupid. I did not write it down in the synopsis because I was like, what is this doing? So and, much of this I did not write down. Um... <laughs> And so 
this yeah, this special guitar um, that was passed down to her by her you know dead grandfather. And Craig is amazed and he loves it. But instead of doing the mature thing and saying that he can't accept this wonderful gift and sticking to his guns, he's like, I just wanted to say that I love you. <laughs> and see what he could do at this point is say, no, I guess he couldn't because then Manny would probably just tell her everything. Say what? I was going to be like, if you want the guitar that bad, it seems like... (laughs) If you want to manipulate the situation further... No, I'm saying, it seems like you're pretty 50-50 on these two girls. This one just gave you a guitar. (laughs) Problem solved. (laughs) Pick this one. Uh Anyway, what happens next? Uh, So the next day, Manny sees Ashley and Craig still together, still the happy couple. And Manny's like, can I talk to you, Craig, about rehearsals? Or something? Uh, yeah, I need to finalize yeah. your makeup. Yeah, 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 yeah. How much makeup? Stupid. Yeah, silly. Um, and so she confronts them and tells them that she's going to talk to Ashley herself. But Craig is, tells yet another lie and says that he did break up with Ashley, but he can't tell her about Manny because they have to stay on good terms for the performance. This is the Trumpian logic I'm telling you about. I stole the documents, but I didn't. And I declassified them, but I didn't know it was in there. But I knew they were declassified. Pick a lie. Yeah, Just this pick is, one lie. This is a really blatant and <laughs> obvious lie and not a very good one. But I, 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 Manny clearly wants to believe this lie. And so I think that's why she does, just because she wants to believe it's just true. Just like the Republican voters. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, and that's how uh, part one ends. Uh-huh. Break. And then, we, and then we pick up immediately after. I want to go on a break. <laughs> we were on a break. <laughs> Seinfeld? Friends. <laughs> I know, but I said like Seinfeld. <laughs> Okay, part two. Uh, so we open with Craig doing some Christmas shopping for his two girlfriends, and he spends 80 bucks on a vintage Ramones t-shirt for Ashley. This is some more bad writing. I don't know who wrote this episode. You did a bad job. Spinner would never mistake a t-shirt for a blouse. If anything, he would call a blouse a t-shirt because he doesn't think about women's clothing because he's a stupid boy. It's a bad line. <laughs> That was, so, there were two, I was like, yeah, I was like, this is a weird, that was my first instinct, too, was like, oh, it's weird that Spinner is referring to a t-shirt as a blouse, but I was like, maybe he's doing that, like, sarcastically, because he's like, oh, women and their blouses, you know? I literally don't think he would know the word blouse. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I really, uh, that line bothered me a lot. <laughs> uh, I don't know, I mean, that is a lot of money, considering, uh, Craig supposedly dumped her. <laughs> $80 for, I well, sure, that's a lot of money, but $80 Canadian for a used, like, a vintage Ramones tee, that's a fucking excellent deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a lot of money for a 15-year-old. Yes. <laughs> so we agree. For, and for someone who he's going to dump, apparently, supposedly. He, this He hasn't thought that He has not. Ahead. He has not. He if ha- you want to know what it's like to be in Donald Trump's head, I want you to watch this episode and watch what Craig does. <laughs> It's like he has goldfish memories. He has like he doesn't have object permanence. Yes. Um, and then he buys a uh, a bracelet for Manny, which honestly looks pretty chintzy. It's pretty ugly. Yeah, it looks like very very fake gold. You know, like when it has kind of like the painted on gold right. quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it looks bad. Yeah, and it's just like it's like a bracelet with like little ice skates on it. And it's like, well, you can only wear this like for I guess the ice skating season. Why? 
I don't know. She like, can wear it all year. She's not an. Is she, is she an, this is the thing I like to do. This, she's not even like a form. committed ice skater. She's just like her hobby she's, for this one episode. It's good enough. She's good enough at ice skating to teach our youth. I don't know. Ice <laughs> and ugly bracelet is my main concern. I agree. It's very ugly. So meanwhile, also at the mall, Spike is just trying to have a photo of baby Jack taken with Santa. Another very poorly written. When thing. Caitlin like shoves her way through the line so she can talk to Spike about her own joey drama when people try to write like a manic pixie dream girl and they're bad at it it literally looks like a woman having a manic episode which is what we witness caitlin ryan do here she storms to the front of the line literally if she just let spike take the picture she could have had the conversation wait, sooner. Wait three minutes, and then you could have a conversation. Less. less. She's at the front of the line. The yeah. picture is almost she's literally happening. The she's, picture is, she is being posing, delayed she is, by you. She is posing with baby Jack it's, when Caitlin's like, wait, I need to talk to you now. And it's just like, okay. Oh, okay, do you not have a cell phone? She's like a child. I just don't. It's this scene is absolutely out of control. This scene is insane this scene is unhinged i don't know what they were thinking i don't know caitlin i don't know I, it is like divorced from reality this is another example of an episode that is two parts that should have been one part because we end up with these scenes where they're like we need to contrive another fun christmas moment that's wacky christmas hijinks and it's like it's I don't like know. this one doesn't make sense this it would be the one you cut if you were doing a 30 minute episode instead of an hour it makes Caitlyn look like a crazy person. Um, she I'll, is. Although I will say, there's like one kid in line's face when Caitlyn cuts past him is like, do you do you remember it? No, I it was it. so funny. He's like, <laughs> He's <laughs> you very can, upset. The viewers cannot yeah. see, but it is so funny. If you can imagine a very upset child, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I cracked my shit up. Uh, and then the elf photographer is like, excuse me, ma'am. And Caitlyn's like, hey, elf girl, beat it. <laughs> It's like, she's doing her job. (laughs) Um, And Spike's like, it's okay. She can be in the picture. But as Spike is trying to pose with baby Jack, Caitlin, like, is telling her about Joey and how she kissed Joey. And then they have their photos snapped as Caitlin's, like, mid-explanation. And she very purposefully moves her hands in an exaggerated way so that when we see the picture later, we understand that her hand is, guess what? In front of baby Jack's face. In front of baby Jack. Um, Stupid. Doesn't work. I love how Santa is just, like, quiet in the background as this is all going on. Like, doesn't say a word. Yeah, Santa's a real, uh, you know... He's definitely putting them on the naughty list, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, so, so Caitlin tells Spike that she still has feelings for Joey. And Spike advises her to write her feelings down in a letter and then reread it because she's certain about what she wants to do before then, delivering it to Joey. Yeah. And, and uh, what she do. <laughs> this is sound advice, I think. I think this is good advice. Like, writing it down, that's actually very helpful, yeah. I think, for when you're, like, trying to figure out, like, is this, like... Is this really, like, what I'm certain about? Yeah, I yeah. agree. No, that's a, that, that is a good practice. And you, at home, if you're very upset, like, for example, if you were forced to watch a Christmas episode in June and you want to get all of your feelings out and send them to your podcast co-host, you can just send it in a little letter and then read it. And then maybe don't send it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm has- feeling okay. How are you feeling, Evan? I'm feeling good. Great. Let's continue. <laughs> uh, so Kaylin writes her little feel-feels uh, in a little letter, and then she drops it off at Joey's through his door mailbox. But yeah, then, little, like little mail slot. But then I guess she has like a okay. This is also a confusing thing. So she has like a moment of clarity, and is like, "My God, what have I done?" Moment on like her face expression. And so I don't know. What do you think motivated this realization? Was it just that like 
Sydney may see it instead of Joey? Like, what was this moment about? No, she just didn't listen to the advice, and instead of waiting, she just delivered it. Is that what it is? I think that is the moment that we're I mean, supposed to understand, because she, there's no her sitting... She literally puts it in the envelope, and the next shot we see is her walking over to She's Joey's. like, oh my god, I didn't reread it! <laughs> she forgot to do the part that's, that's helpful. That's so stupid. Um, <laughs> so dumb, because it's like, I don't know, we don't know how much time, like, elapsed between her writing it and then her, you know printing it off and sealing uh, it uh, by the way when you go um back to your apartment next door i, j- I just want to go in there <laughs> first um i just there's no reason um i just i need to grab something i left my palm pilot my palm pilot it's it's at your apartment i think i see what you're doing there um uh, so then joey sydney and angela come home to find caitlin stuck in the window this which is, is where the- you will be shortly yes. um, you're on the second floor so it's gonna be very dangerous <laughs> and caitlin is trying to break and enter supposedly because she left her palm pilot there do you remember Remember Palm Pilots? I do. I think my dad had one briefly. No, he had a Blackberry. I, so I remember very distinctly. So we had them like for like our class to like use, like break them out on occasion, whatever. Really? Uh huh. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, it was, it was for the gifted and talented class, which okay. are, which are problematic. Um. <laughs> uh. So, and then, but then also we had like the school fun. You know how you could like sell candy bars at school functions to like get tr- prizes or whatever. Well, I and would was, like, buy, this very, I would like, buy some of those candy bars, but there's some people down at the park selling them for fifty, 50 cents. <laughs> so I'm just gonna get them. From that's them. a that's a bargain. I hear. I'm gonna get. It's a great deal. Um, <laughs> it's a steal. Um. No, there was like. Do you remember those things though in like high school? It was like. I, it was, like, to sell like magazine subscriptions yeah. and it was like it was like mlm like avon like it fully is yeah yeah like this weird like pyramid scheme deal um where Just it was, so like, that you could have like school uniforms for your like sports team or yeah whatever. exactly um ostensibly to fundraise for the school but i know those companies also got like a cut i'm, I'm sure, sure they did so um it's very stupid. anyway so i was like hawking candy bars to get a palm pilot because that was like one of the things you could like get if you you know raise enough money and That's I, a pretty big prize i know and i raised enough and then i never got the palm pilot and i'm still mad wow this country's fucking bullshit. <laughs> this country is fucked. Um, <laughs> fucking mad. So <laughs> I'm really mad. I'm I, mean, I may have an iPhone now, which is you know superior to a Palm Pilot in every way, but I'm still mad. It's just there's a lot of problems. A lot of problems. Just America. America American has a problem. Pro- American problems are coming to the surface in this Canadian episode of christmas tv yeah beyonce was right um america does have a problem thank you beyonce. Uh, meanwhile craig and ashley are in the garage and ashley's like i'm freezing i said i'm freezing and instead of being like i'll get you a, yeah, a was, blanket or yeah. a coat instead like, of just oh i'll get some hot liquid well, to put in you well instead, of, well instead of just asking hey can i have some hot chocolate she's just like she pick up pick up what i'm putting down craig well, this is this is kind of Ashley in a nutshell. Is why don't you know what I want already? <laughs> right. Why why can't you read my mind? <laughs> um. So while Craig is going to get her hot chocolate, she grabs a blanket to warm up with. But underneath that blanket are the presents that Craig bought. And so Ashley's like, like me at age nine, she starts was it like a blanket or through. Was it the scarf? No, it's a it's a blanket. She it puts the net. <laughs> she puts the blanket. What on color her. was the scarf? Like multicolored. Okay, never mind. Um, I fell asleep for part of this episode. It's a blanket. Um, so Ashley, it was, just, it was knit. I was like, was it Manny's? No. And so Ashley, like me at age nine, can't help but snoop around through the presents. Did you, did you used to do that when you were a kid? Yeah, my parents were pretty bad at hiding them. They were always in the uh, closet because my parents had a walk-in closet in their master suite. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and they were pretty stupid because they used to tell me to go up in there and get coat hangers when it was time to do laundry. <laughs> I had to go up. And they just had them like laying yeah. there like, well. Well, they're tucked behind the door, but guess what? There's coat hangers back there. I got to go back there and get oh, them. Oh, so you would like basically like, inadvertently see them and be like, well, well. once I knew where they were, then I would just go check. I would be like, hey, did I, ha- I asked for like three Xbox games. I wonder if I got all three of them. Oh, there's two of them. So I would do this and like my mom would actually like, because we like, again, my family's like very, takes Christmas very seriously. And so they would like, you know, try to hide the gifts, make sure all the secrets, all the surprises stayed intact. And as a kid, I would like get curious and be like, oh, what did I get for Christmas? And then I would look and then I would feel bad for spoiling the surprise. Mm. Um, Like I like, so it's like, the can't cri- you just act? <laughs> well, I would, but like I, I would be sad because I'm like, oh, now it's not a surprise to me. Mm. Like I wanted the surprise. I love I surprises. Mean, yeah. I love surprises, and so now I'm like, Rah! nope. Was that was that fun? No, <laughs> that was a surprise. You love it. I hate it. <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. Um, uh, so no, I love surprises. Surprise Rah. me, but not with with gifts, not with loud noises. Okay, <laughs> fair. I mean, just clarify next time. <laughs> <laughs> um so she's like rifling through the presents and so she finds a shirt that she got then she also finds a pink sweater and the bracelet the ugly bracelet what was the pink sweater for was that also for manny mm-hmm. oh okay uh, why does manny get two things because <laughs> because she's better okay. well he also has to keep her quiet yeah, hush money. it's like hush money yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh this whole beat is like very love actually in fact this whole episode is very love it actually. wants to be love actually and i think that's the other reason i don't like it because i've never seen that movie and i never you've watched. never seen love actually the only part i've seen is the deleted scene where the kid does flips the <laughs> it's the only scene i've actually seen <laughs> um, that scene i enjoyed <laughs> um i have seen love actually so many times and i hate it so much and yet i am also intimately familiar with this text i think that's most people's relationship with that movie at this point i think it was sold to us as like this is the christmas movie of our times and then i mean i now think we're in the inevitable backlash so period. i actually think that that is true that love actually like was like for like when it was released like that was a christmas movie for our time it's just that our time was terrible oh yeah and so it <laughs> reflected <out>. that <laughs> so i was like this is the christmas movie we deserve for this time, 2003. It's you the know? one we deserve, but not the one we need right now. <laughs> <laughs> so Craig goes back inside and he finds a letter that Caitlin wrote to Joey while Caitlin is still pretending to look for her Palm Pilot. Can I just have one? And this is a really stupid note. The letter gets like squished up um, mm-hmm. between the door when the door opens and that's why it gets lost. But did you notice that when Caitlin is first walking up to the door? the door holding the letter it's already bent that way because i think they shot the scenes out of order oh <laughs> this is just funny to i me. didn't notice that <laughs> watch well. it again it's bent <laughs> <laughs> so sydney sees right through uh caitlin's little palm pilot act and says that she knows caitlin still has feelings for joey but that this family needs sydney not some Charming, clumsy, fun and games blast from the past. Ooh. Burn. Read the house down boots. <laughs> really savage. Sydney is the winner of this week's reading challenge. Oh my god, that was <laughs> devastating. How do you come back from that? And yeah, and Caitlin like breaks down in tears. Uh, I want to say one nice thing. 
Her acting when she grabs the letter is good. It is. It's good. It's a raw moment. And then it's immediately undercut by her crying on the patio, which is just terrible. Yeah. So she grabs the letter. (laughs) She grabs the letter from Craig and she's like, give it to me. And then she like runs out of the house. It's good, right? Yeah. She she was in the moment. Yeah. I think Jake Epstein sort of helps to uh, ground her performance. I mean, he's a great person to play off of. I know. I think his good acting made her. I don't think. I think Caitlin's. I think Caitlin. I don't remember her name at this moment. It's. What is it? Jordana Brewster. Is that? Is it? No, it's not. <laughs> I don't know who it, I don't know her name. <laughs> um, uh, I, I don't I think she's a good actor. I think they give her terrible material to work That's with. That's probably... I will never... Uh, you, yeah, I withdraw my complaints. I hate the character, not the acting, and I'm getting it all confused in my brain. You fucked Tessa Campanelli lives rent-free in my brain. Did so. she say that? Yes! In the, old one? in the old one? You don't remember that? I haven't seen the old one. We've you haven't talked seen about that, how though? Little, how little That's I've seen all I've seen of the old one. We'll get into iconic. the old one. It's not time for the old one yet. So, <laughs> so then we get to this scene, this very random scene of the media immersions class giving Snake a Christmas present, which turns out to be an Elvis wig. The ugliest, shittiest wig I've ever seen. Uh, but he loves it. Uh, and he puts it on and he does a little I, Elvis I think this voice. was uh, the wig that Matty Morphosis wore to the season 14 finale. <laughs> We'll probably cut that out. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, this scene is random, but it's cute and sincere, and I enjoyed it. I didn't like it. I was, you didn't like it? No, it was stupid. Why? It's cute. It's nice to see, like, Snake has had such a rough season, and so for him to just have this, like, cute little moment. Uh, it also didn't look like a comfortable wig. There was no lining on the inside, no, it so it's going to itch his bald little head. Yeah, it's cheap as fuck. It was not, it's not a lace front. Yeah, it's no. a hard front. So, the hard hardest, front, mama. The hardest of fronts. <laughs> uh, the wig was not laid. Um, so then Joey appears at Caitlin's office to talk about what happened between them. But then Caitlin downplays it, you know, and pretends like it was just them caught, getting caught up in the moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then her hot gay boss walks in. Her boss is hot. And he like, so what, so he... Basically puts her on an assignment instead last minute. I don't know. She has to go to Antarctica for five years or she I thought it was about Montreal. get married with Joey. It's That's what she has to choose. Is that, see, I thought it was, I thought it was like, oh, you were going to give me like the company plane to go to Montreal or something. I don't know. It was, okay. I, I was confused. Again, I, I disassociated for large chunks of this episode. <laughs> I thought it was weird. Uh, I was like, is this a company funded spa trip? I don't know what's going on here. Um... And then Joey seems to believe that, like, she and her gay boss may be having, like, a thing. And and Caitlin doesn't correct it. No, she's like, she, she does not dissuade him of this notion at all. Because, you know, she's, I guess she just wants to make him feel, I don't know, what, what, what do you think? I think she's just trying to, I think this is a method of her Coping? to ease, no, to ease in the decoupling, the mental decoupling of her and Joey. Because mm. she's still attached. Yeah, coping. And if she can, well, yeah, but more specifically, if she can make Joey think that she's doing something else, then that will help Joey. It will also push it, him it, in that direction. Right. It'll diffuse the, yes. the, the, the romantic tension. Exactly. Right. That makes sense. So back at school, Craig secretly gives Manny the gifts he got her. And then we cut to the students getting ready for the Christmas performance, which includes uh, Heather Sinclair's Celtic Winter Solstice Dance. Celtic Winter Solstice Dance. What do we think that is? Uh, like, a, like, Riverdance. <laughs> Isn't she... What? Hmm. What the fuck is up with her? <laughs> uh, well, we don't know, because we never see her. I know. Well, we know she's the worst. I know, and but... And maybe Irish? Huh. Yeah. What was the... 
didn't she have like a um nation what was the nation nationality day what did they call that weird <laughs> little fair they did where oh uh like the inner culture day or the whatever culture day didn't didn't they mention something about heather sinclair's culture project oh i don't remember i can't remember either she's a real mystery i know you know i'm sure that um probably a uh degrassi podcast with a better research department has already <laughs> categorized all of the things that have ever been said about heather sinclair i mean there's a wiki page for her that like we've got to go through it at some point yeah next time we only do one episode let's spend the rest of the episode learning about <laughs> heather sinclair <laughs> uh maybe, and other things maybe you know? <laughs> we'll have a moment where we can really dive into heather sinclair or later in this show I maybe guarantee when you... maybe when someone related to her comes up oh okay but speaking of her the the person who becomes a very major character later I'm wondering with all of the information we get from her and all the pre this is this is not the episode anyway <laughs> I hated this I'm episode. stopping you now <laughs> um so we have Heather Sinclair's Celtic winter solstice dance and Marco's accordion rendition of Greensleeve why does he have an accordion because he's Italian do you think he plays in an Italian like a mariachi band or something uh what do you, do you think th- like his uncle's in a mariachi all band right. so he borrowed the accordion all right all right this seems racist it's i don't not. know it's not. i don't know it's giving racist it's not it's because i was a kid and i thought he was latino it's- uh this is a great lineup <laughs> <laughs> would you get tickets for uh degrassi uh christmas palooza no oh <laughs> You want to hear Marco's accordion rendition of Greensleeves? I hated all of this. Uh, so Manny is touching up Ashley's makeup ahead of her performance when Ashley sees her bracelet. Mm-hmm. And by the way, what the fuck was Manny doing with that sponge? That was a sponge just, with no makeup just on Just dabbing. It. Just poking just Ashley dab, 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 dab. <laughs> dab, dab, dab. Uh, she's like wanted to fuck up her makeup. Yeah, she's smearing <laughs> <it> around. <laughs> Sabotage. Um... And so Ashley asks where Manny got the bracelet. And Manny says, oh, just a guy. You wouldn't know him. <laughs> really good lie. Just this guy I've been seeing. And Ashley then sees the pink sweater, which is, you know, damning evidence at this <laughs> point. And so Ashley asks her point blank if it was Craig. And Manny's like, well, I'm sorry we had to find out this way, but he didn't want you to know that he's moved on so quickly. Mm-hmm. And Ashley's like, uh, we're still together. And then, like, dramatic chipmunk sting. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then Manny realizes that they've both been had. <gasps> so. This is not a very good series of lies. No, it's terrible. It's just a bunch of dumb people. House of Cards falling. It's a lot like the movie Burn After Reading. <laughs> oh, it's a great movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. Um, so after Toby's sober Hanukkah monologue, um, again, great lineup. No notes. Really fun. But what I did like was the MC. Oh, yeah. So JT's like the MC for this evening. And so he emerges to usher on uh, Ashley and Craig for their performance. And he's dressed like a little Dickensian, like a servant boy. <laughs> yeah, he's giving Mad Hatter. Mm, yes, the hat is very yeah, Mad Hatter. Yeah. Um, and Craig starts to perform. But Ashley just sits there fuming. And then he's like, uh, Ash, are you okay? And then she gets up and slaps him <laughs> and then just exits the stage, which is honestly icon behavior. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> it was good. And then I laughed out loud at JT being like, oh, I get, maybe they won't be spending Christmas together. <laughs> he's really, a good MC. He's really good, yeah. You gotta yeah. keep the show Roll going. Roll the punches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah improv. 
Uh, and then he's like, without further ado, uh, Kendra's Ma Kendra Mason's Chinese dragon dance. And then like in March and like marches like this line seven, of like 17 people. Yeah. With, like holding up a dragon. This episode is wild. I want to talk about it's a Chinese New Year dance. Chinese New Year's not in fucking December. Why are we doing this? Uh, well, because they're not going to have like a Chinese New Year separate thing. So they're just like, we got to get into all the holidays. I think, and you know, n no fault of it. I think the writers of the time or us in this moment, I think these days it's mostly called Lunar New Year, but it happens at a very specific time. It's when the Lunar New Year happens. Right. And it's in February or fucking March mm. all the time. Mm -hmm. Just do it then. I don't know. This was weird to me. I literally think that the writer of the episode was like, oh, Chinese New Year. It's the same it's, as American it's, New Year. It's what Chinese people it's do the... at New Year. <laughs> right. I think that's yeah. what it was. It's the same as Julian Calendar New Year. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, so Craig chases Ashley down and Ashley tells him she knows about Manny and she says she takes her grandfather's guitar back, which, you know, as she should. And then, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I would take it back. Yeah. And then Manny comes onto the scene and she is equally done with this man. And so she gives him back the bracelet by like dropping it on the floor. Mm -hmm. Mic drop. Um, and then Joey comes in. Uh, yeah. All the, the yeah. So like after all this icon behavior, Joey comes in to check on Craig, and Craig is like, yeah, I cheated on Ashley. And Oops. Joey's like, oh, oh, Craig. And oh, so, yeah. Craig. So Joey tells Craig about how he was once engaged to Caitlin, but he blew it when he fucked Tessa Campanelli. <gasps> and how that was one of the biggest regrets of his life. But it's okay, because he's moved on. And Craig will move on, too. And Craig's like, yeah, right, you guys haven't moved on at all. So that lesson really backfired on Joey. <laughs> And it also, like, I don't know, I just, all this, like, I just, I think it's weird when shows are like, you should find the one in middle school. <laughs> and I feel like there's a lot of that going on in this episode. It's like, you really can't get on, you can't get past the romance you had when you were in middle school. I think it was high school. I know, but they met in middle school. Degrassi Junior High. I don't know. Degrassi Junior High. We have, we have not watched the show. They must have met then. They're main characters. I don't know. They could have been introduced in Degrassi High. For all we know. I think We're that, a great resource. I think that if you are the same person and want the same things when you are an adult as you wanted when you were 16, you should look at yourself. <laughs> I don't know. I, think like, I don't think there's anything wrong with being like high school sweethearts that like rekindle. I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Some benefit bullshit up here. <laughs> uh. So then after the performance, Joey like takes Sydney aside and basically dumps her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's is sort this of... the last time we see Sydney? Yeah. <laughs> she's a good actor. She's good. Yeah. Uh, I feel for Sydney in this moment. Yeah, because she's a good actor. <laughs> well, and it's like, you know, I mean, she kind of, she kind of brings about the the end of the relationship. Though it's not quite so much that he dumps her as that she sort of brings it to an ultimatum of like, it's obvious you have feelings for Caitlyn. Like, do you love Caitlyn? Say you love Caitlyn, or you say you love me more than Caitlyn, and like, you know, and he doesn't do that. So, and then she, and then she, she kind of breaks it off, really. I but. kind of don't remember the beats of it. I literally wrote down during this scene, don't care, don't care, don't care, don't care. And at a certain point, I stopped. You have to care. This spaces. is what we're doing here today. <laughs> you have to care. I, I am very, and I've been on record about this. This isn't a new thing. This isn't me being lazy. I've been on record that the adult relationships in 
Degrassi, the next generation, are always yeah, this subplot a fucking waste of my time. <laughs> yeah, this subplot's bad. And I think that's one of the reasons I hate this episode so much, is this is arguably the A plot. <laughs> it be- so that's the it thing. It becomes the A plot. That is the thing. It's like, it, they, the episode does this uh, trick where it's like, the A plot in the first half is the Craig love triangle. Mm-hmm. And then in the second half, it becomes the Joey love triangle. Um, so and that's how we wrap things up because as Caitlin's flight is about to take off, Joey this calls her crop duster that she's gonna fly <laughs> to Montreal in. And Joey calls her and tells her to look out the window, and there is Craig, Joey, and Angela. And then they meet her on the tarmac, and it's ridiculous. Why does she need to fly to Montreal? It's so close. Take a train. Air travel is very wasteful. You're I, an environmentalist. I know. Get it together, Caitlin. Yeah. We, did someone start the Twitter account, like, tracking Caitlin Ryan's yeah. jets. <laughs> so, <laughs> the other thing I didn't like about this was the sort of, like, dime store Frank Sinatra uh, Christmas song that starts oh, yeah, playing. Like, like Michael Bublé vibes. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, um, I don't know. The, the thing that bothered me about it was the lyrics were way too specific to what was going on. And I hate when shows do that because it was literally like, we used to be together. Yeah, and obvious it's Christmas drop. and we need to be together again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really weird. This scene also has Love Actually vibes. This whole episode's a bad Love Actually LARP. Which is weird because this was released like contemporaneously to Love Actually. <gasps> Did Love Actually steal its whole vibe no, from this episode? No, because it came out this like within like the same month. That's why it's weird. Because it's like, why are these both such like weirdly similar texts? I fucking hate Christmas, man. So Joey has a big romantic gesture where he, like, confesses his feelings for Caitlyn, and the two kiss and rekindle their long, dormant romance. And I guess it's so that we can end on a happy, quote-unquote, note, because we've had this breakup. Right. But it's Two fu- breakups. Uh, yeah, Three true. breakups. But it's funny because Craig is just there. Sad. Yeah. Like, like kind of, like, moping and just, uh, like, At least happy- my surrogate father's yeah. getting laid. Happy for you two. <laughs> Must be nice. Jeez. Uh, so this episode, we know how you feel about it. I feel angry. <laughs> I, so I find this episode, I think the A plot, well, okay. So I think the, let's not call it the A plot. Let's call it the, I think the Craig plot is fun and engaging. Because this is the culmination, I mean, close to the culmination, really, of this, like, you know, season-long arc. I've been on record that I like this arc, but I think there was just too many dumb... And I get it, he's a kid, he makes dumb decisions, but there's just too many plot points that relied on Craig making decisions that if he thought about for a second, he would never make. Well, I think... I think you can get away with that, like, once or twice an episode. Every decision he makes this episode is that decision. Yeah, I mean, I think it just depends upon the fact that, like, you believe that, like, he thinks that he has Manny in the bag, which I think makes sense because Manny has been so available to him at this point, and she is, like, younger, and, like, so I think he thinks he can, like, sort of play her, right? Like, he's, like, taking her for granted, like, oh, she'll come crawling back regardless of what I do. Uh, And Manny is so desperate to want to believe Craig that, I don't know, I think... He thinks he can make these slapdash lies and have, like, the worst run affair ever, and it'll be fine, and not blow up in his face. And, of course, it does. Because hmm. he's an idiot. And Manny says as much. It's really stupid. It's, <laughs> but it's, it's good. It's fun. I, I like the drama of it. I wish it was removed from a Christmas episode. I wish this was a one-part episode. I think the frustrating decisions would 
make more sense and be more palatable if there were fewer of them put in a row for no reason. Mm. Yeah. I think I kind of have similar, honestly, it's interesting because I have similar feelings to this episode that I do to Love Actually, which I'm like, pretty watchable, but also like garbage, you know, like, like unambiguously garbage is at least the, the Joey, Caitlin, Ryan, Sydney triangle, absolute dog shit, but compelling dog shit. I hated it. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. Does this episode go there? Fuck no. Uh, no, I, I want to say no. I still don't. Yeah. Unless the, my vibe is no. Unless, my is no. The, unless like this was secretly an episode about like pathological liars and <laughs> the like house of cards that they build themselves with their lying. Like, no, like this did not go there. There was nothing. There was nothing that felt real. What did you learn today? Well, let's, let's get up in front of the class. Let's talk about So, what I learned today is that uh, Christmas bad. Um, me no likey. Mm. Mm-hmm. You already knew that. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, you do one. <laughs> I learned that I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes i don't know what this is feel it in my toes because if you really love christmas i don't come on and let it show come it's a love actually reference oh. come on bill nye come on the and let guy. it sh- <laughs> the other the bill nye not bill nye <laughs> what <laughs> who is that an actor i've never heard of him you gotta watch love actually we gotta roast love actually one of these days Ooh, that could be YouTube content. <laughs> we can watch Love Actually. Subscribe for, to our I'll Patreon watch, and watch us roast Love Actually. I'll watch it for the very first time and you can pay for that privilege. <laughs> Live Love Actually reaction. You will have to pay me to get me to watch that. So oh, this is maybe a plan. It's so bad. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for tuning in to this. Thank you. I'm sorry I didn't learn anything this week. I, I don't feel like I actively watched it. You know, sometimes this show doesn't have anything to teach us, and no. that's okay. <laughs> we learned nothing. We hope you learned nothing, too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>